This is the No Music Podcast. What temperature do you reckon it is right now? Minus 17. When we were uh, walking here to the beautiful Toasty, stu- Toasty Mim Studios, 19. I was in my own hallway and could literally see my breath in my hallway. Welcome to England. What an excellent place to be a musician. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the No Music Podcast. The thing is, at least it kind of should be cold now. I find it kind of freaky when it's November. What, the scary thing of global warming? Yeah, it's kind of like, it's slightly reassuring mm. as much as it's pretty nippy for my, my What's dome. What's your favorite type of hat? I like a hat that makes me feel like I'm going hunting on at the Siberian Peninsula. Only Siberian Peninsula? Yeah, I'm a bit of a racist when it comes to my peninsulas. Mm. Got a real, real bias towards the Siberian Peninsula. Well, speaking about things that you're not biased on, should we talk about things that can help not only musicians? My favorite subject. Favorite topic, number one. If we had our own Spotify well, wrapped, it would be number one. Coffee might be. Coffee might be second or one? Coffee, chips, donuts, and Nottingham. That is your new Instagram the, the, bio written for you. <laughs> the dilemmas between those four. Mm-mm-mm. Well, maybe I don't want to re-mention What's Bitcoin. coming up on the show today, Mark? Um, well... I'm going to talk about shock horror, the NFT disco Bitcoin verse. Um, but specifically, mm. um, we've been thinking this, you've been saying this, we're going to carry on the theme of precise, relatable examples. So mm. not just generalizations, that's the precise bit. And also not just talking about Kings of Leon and Grimes, famous <laughs> artists, talking about artists that you can relate to and who have used this technology to make if not life-changing, certainly career-enhancing um, amounts of money, and also going to deliver on the promise from last time, which was to um, start to dip our toes into this mind-bending world of social tokens. And I think you're also going to challenge me to explain the history of music tech in 47 seconds. 43, but yeah, r- roughly need to, speaking. Need those four seconds. Cool. Well, that's exciting. And from my perspective... Got a lot of chat about vertical video. It's about to become everybody's new favorite phrase. There'll be tattoos everywhere. Double V. Yeah. It's like a shit movie that stars Vin Diesel. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. V for Vin Diesel or V for helping Nottingham musicians. No longer the spirit of revolution. No. The spirit of how to maximize your uh, TikTok reach. reach. On TikTok, yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that's what uh, you wanted. Speaking of platforms, uh, we're also going to talk about Spotify because Spotify have been doing lots of exciting things that, again, can help a non musician. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we've had a really good question sent in, which we're going to talk about on how to make <laughs> visuals on a budget, essentially, which I think yeah. I know is something we get asked a lot. So, but we've specifically been asked some things, which I think we'll, t- we'll talk about and hope they give some good ideas for later. And we're also going to talk about Shock Horror, Nottingham's vibrant December as well. There's- so that mean we are aspiring right now to mm. do a whole no music podcast mm-hmm. without any mentions of TikTok. Oh no, like vertical video <laughs> is all about TikTok. I'm sorry, okay, sorry yeah. to disappoint you. Vertical video is basically code for mm. another excuse to talk about TikTok. You know TikTok. when you were a kid you got t- told you couldn't say anything more so you came up with ways to say yeah. another way, that's just me. Playful swear words yeah. kind of thing. It's like you sugar. You fecker. Yeah, feck. All right, Miss Brown. Not Shall swear we words. talk about Spotify? Go for it. Spotify is... Breaking news Breaking news, kind of. Well, lots of breaking news. Ish. Spotify have been having... I feel like, you know, during lockdown, they're on all their Zoom calls, they just had lots of, like, creative brainstorming ideas because there's just, like, what they're was- launching so many new features all the time, <laughs> beta testing new features all the time. With their intern um, team, allegedly. <clears throat> um, and uh, all of them, obviously, with it being a music platform and arguably the main musical platform for unsigned musicians... Um, they, yeah, definitely in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Well, so the only reason I said arguably is because some people would say for unsigned musicians, Bandcamp and platforms that kind of pay more would be... Okay. So that was kind of why I went yeah. in a, a little tepid. But yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, definitely in terms of reach, the most significant yeah. platform for That might not unsigned. be the biggest source of revenue Correct. in the UK for unsigned musicians. But definitely musicians. reach if yeah, worked yeah. properly. Because they give you 0.000 stream, whereas Bandcamp will give you like 90% of what you sell. Something like that. Yeah, I think it's 10 and 15% on digital and physical. Yeah. I can't remember which way is what Bandcamp takes. Yeah. And then, yeah, the rest yeah, is up to you. Yeah, and then they do the Bandcamp Friday things where they basically give you all of it, and they've done yeah. a lot of those since COVID. Um, but Spotify, not Bandcamp, is what yeah. the section is about. So Spotify, as I said, they've been testing lots of new features out. They've launched a lot of new features. 
And I thought we'd just take a very quick deep dive into them and talk about how they might be able to help non musicians. So first is lyrics. This is arguably Apple Music's number one feature for like since the dawn of time, as it's been rivaling Spotify, was the fact that lyrics popped up on every song straight away. Obviously, people like seeing the lyrics to the songs, whether they're doing shit karaoke or they just want to find deeper meaning. Uh, and that's a feature that Spotify didn't really have unless you were like a top level artist. Um, and like everything, they generally test these things with the bigger artists yeah, and obviously yeah. feed them down. Um, so before, up until a few weeks ago, do we know why they resisted doing it for so long? When Apple, Music I imagine what well for the thing that I might suggest might be a good idea. Okay, which is I I imagine there's enough tech behind it that you have to set up so that people don't abuse the power. They of... They were worried about the potential hacks. Yeah, because in the same way that they have to um, people. Like I mean, I don't. You. I, I really, They're worried about. I really you. want to talk about this. Okay. Uh, Six nine, who's arguably one of the most famous rappers in the world, is something like the ninth most listened to artist on the planet. He, um, he's also one of the most hated musicians on the planet. Which goes um, with being the ninth most hand. listened exactly. to. Yeah. Um, his Spotify got hacked a few weeks ago, like properly hacked. Oh, wow. So his profile picture was changed to something that... Uh, did we, it not uh, edify him? It did not edify him and actually wasn't him, but actually was a large follicle. Um, a large follicle? A follicle. I'm coming up with words to not Follicle. Say. You know, there follicle means hair. There was a big dick on his profile picture, Mark. There was you a mean big phallus? Dick. Phallus. That was follicle. You just confused follicle hair follicles <laughs> with phallus. <laughs> a, you, huge a huge follicle, follicle. <laughs> was on his uh, profile picture. Look at him. He looks like his follicle might be huge. And it was... It was Sam Herney in English, quite, ladies and gentlemen. It's quite a powerful... It's quite a powerful image, let's just say. Can we explain um, that's what we call a basefordism? That's a basefordism. Yeah, so if you grew up in baseford, there were generally f things that just make no fucking sense to the rest of the planet. And, yeah. uh, I'm These are things that Sam has said since he was little and mm. uh, his parents. What was it? What, Hi, we, Papa and Mama Nahari. What we, Nerny, we, I've never we, corrected with him. We've got, we've until someone through, actually points out that makes no sense in the English language. We've gone language. through a few recently. What was saying. it? Swag. When you take a swag, so you're like, oh, I'm going I'm to have, the, a, I'm gonna have a swag of this water. Yeah, so swig. Gonna keep the swag on. 97% of the population in um, England say. What else? There's definitely some. Anyway, Spotify, yeah. we should focus on this rather we'll than my swearing. hilarious background. Sorry, Dad. Um, it's his coping mechanism. <laughs> it is, for hiding my stupidity. Actually, it's because English Spotify! isn't your first, it's not your first language, is it? It's actually Ukrainian. <laughs> like being back on the school tour. Um, anyway. Talk to me about follicles. Lyrical! Lyricals. <laughs> lyrics. Oh, I like doing it earlier in the day. I've still got caffeine in my blood. Um, lyrics. Lyrics, lyrics, lyrics. Spotify is now allowing it so that any artist can show their lyrics on their song so any of their listeners that listen to their songs will have their lyrics come up. It's really simple in a way that most things that you feed into Spotify uh, will pop up. And what I mean by that is you basically go to your distributor. Your distributor generally was asking for your lyrics anyway because it was going on Apple Music, but not on Spotify. <laughs> I don't like that face. It's like, that stop, face. stop thinking about it. You What's said it? follicle when you meant penis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to take that one liner out. Yeah, 6'9", <laughs> so, didn't have a shiny head like me and one follicle it, Well, he hair. did. He did have a shiny head. It was actually... Uh, <laughs> a <broken> was... <laughs> Do you think this is the best uh, Star. No Music podcast to put out straight after the school tour? Yeah, let's do it. Just... Hi, Year 7. <laughs> year 7 will be cool with it. It's yeah. Miss Watson and Mr. So-and-so that might not be. Uh... I think I might just call up all the teachers and go, yo, got yeah. some content for you. Let's rock oh. and roll, baby. Um, Spotify. I have put lyrics. Um, they're putting up this lyrics feature. We'll no longer get distracted by my stupid question mm. of why they've taken so long. Mm. And you're now going to tell us why this is useful. Because someone like me who's... I don't mean this in a cheesy all about the mm. music. I'm actually mm. insulting myself almost in that you know I pay very little yeah. attention to the lyrics. So for me, I'm kind of thinking... Yeah, but I, 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 th I think you are the rarity there. I think the majority of people... I'm not saying everyone is passionate about lyrics, but I think they at least for artists that they are, assuming they are listening to artists that have lyrical content, obviously there are some instrumental musicians, but I think the majority of people at least want to know, hmm, did I get that right when I was listening to it? Mm. Or they're really deeply connected to it, blah, 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 blah. Um, so in terms of benefits, well, this is a question. I'm not saying there is an overt benefit right. here, but there's two things. If you are a lyrical artist, you now have a way of getting your lyrics in front of more people, potentially connecting more. Yeah. And obviously if you... If you know that's your strong point, that you're basically a poet and you've got like strong yeah. words, then you can now go drive people not to a separate lyric site, but you can drive them straight to your Spotify, which helps obviously build your Spotify profile, maybe gets you 3P, and also on top of that, ho hopefully builds your Spotify follower base, which is arguably the key thing. Yeah. So that's lyrics. Um, and as I said, it was already on Apple Music and all these other places. So what are your but... hacks? What are your 
cheeky well, ideas. This is the, the question we were asking is, I don't know if you can do this. This is a question, but in theory, you can upload any words that will then be put in front of your listeners' viewer. Any shit. words. Any words. Now, well, I imagine course. they have obviously... I was about to say I imagine they have filters, but also that would block out so many, I don't know, genres of music. So yeah. I, I just, just have me known to drop a naughty word or two. Yeah, exactly. A few rappers may yeah. have partook in that. Um, but, you know, for example, what I'm taking here is this is the new feature, the lyrics. Yeah. There's an opportunity to put content of some form in front of your listeners in the same way that when Spotify Canvas, Spotify's Canvas feature came out, which is there, you can have a little looping video on every song. Yep. Again, started with a big artist, now every artist has it, and every artist has had it for, I don't know, six, 12 months now. Um, what a lot of artists are doing, best example being Five Seconds of Summer, who I saw recently, that, you know, one of the world's biggest boy bands. Again, I think top 100 most streamed artists in the world. Boy band? Yeah, yeah, I think. I think if you Googled them, at least one of the articles on okay. their homepage would call them a boy band. I'm pretty okay. confident of that. Anyway, they, um, I was, you know, being all cool and listening to their debut album, which has got some Let's not go down on. that route. And I want to know they, the benefits. Well, no, I'm talking about the benefit. I'm using this as an example of a benefit. Five Seconds of Summer, using the Canvas feature, which is meant to just be visuals associated with the song, mm -hmm. changed all of their songs, including all of their old ones, which still yeah. have all of the, uh, the classics. visuals on. The, cla the hits. Yeah. Um, to basically be a graphic that goes... Oi, fuckers, listen to my new single, please. Brilliant. Date on da da da. Which, again, swearing. I didn't think you could get away with that, but it, if they can do it, then arguably the bigger artists are going to be more upheld to it than the little ones. So yeah. the kind of thought I'm just putting out into the world is in the same way that people have took advantage of the canvas feature, this is just the wordy way of doing that. There must be some way, if you have a creative brainstorm in your next band meeting, yeah. that you can take advantage of that feature. Yeah, yeah. That's really clever. Yeah. So if you've got a song that's already got, like Amber Run, you've yeah. got that I, I found, which has hundreds of millions. 300 million on Spotify alone or so something So could like they pre-sell across to their new single yeah. via this feature? Yeah. Brilliant, concise, so. actionable, until Spotify shut it down. Yeah, so you've probably got about three weeks, <laughs> yeah. but give it so a go. Everyone release your single in the next three go, days. Go, go, go. Yeah. Or actually, well, in fact, just focusing on that precise point, sorry, Tyler, um, is, uh, you know, going to the stuff that's already out, even if the song isn't out yet, it's just driving, getting people yeah. ready. It could, if you're doing a pre-save campaign, that could be one of the ultimate ways to drive to a pre-save yeah, campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we could talk about that for hours, but that is part one of Spotify's new world domination plan. Um, we're going to talk about their new take on vertical video in a minute, but I want to talk about that more broadly just in uh, the kind of social media landscape of mm. uh, vertical video. And then on top of that is just I want to touch on something we talked about last time, which is Spotify and their merch platform integration. Last episode, we talked about the fact that Spotify have partnered with Shopify, which basically means it's easier to get your merch in front of people who listen to you on Spotify. And now they've officially said, and this clip is going to be taken out very rapid so it can go on socials, but they basically said, if you are on the list of anyone's Spotify wrapped, Spotify wrapped being the Spotify's end of year feature, arguably their most loved feature, um, they, Spotify will send an email to the people who you're the top artist of going, by the way, you can buy a t-shirt from Mark, the pop star, or Sam, the rapper, type B. Um, so if you as an artist feature in yeah. a listener's Spotify wrapped, which is Correct. their annual summary of what you've listened to, Correct. you will automatically get an email from Spotify telling them about some merch that you offer. That is what Spotify have confirmed. What they haven't said is what, met, what part of it you have to be in, because normally mm. the graphics they give you are top five artists and top five songs. So I'm going to guess it's that. I don't think they're going to send 23 emails for your top 100 artists. I imagine you've got to be one of the top five most listened to artists by that person. When your Spotify rap comes through and it says your top five most listened to artists are Joel Baker, Joel Baker, Joel Baker, Joel Baker, and uh, Joel Baker. Yeah. Uh -huh. Will you get five emails? <laughs> well, hopefully the coders have worked out how to not repeat themselves. But yeah, uh, yeah in theory, if they've done the official integration. And that's the thing is obviously this is a new feature. This Great. is Spotify's clever way of going, please use our new feature and we'll so reward you for it. You're not telling everyone to get out there and ask all their friends friends and family to stream them nonstop for the next 72 hours so no. they get into Rapture. You're saying make sure you've got your merch sorted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, Spotify can send that email. Correct. Basically, if you've already got merch made and you're just selling it a different way, one, it makes sense to use this new Shopify integration anyway because it's an easy yep. way to get in front of them. But actually, Spotify are trying to reward you for using this new feature right now, so you might as well take advantage of it because it might just be three or four more T-shirt sales, but at Christmas, yeah. another four T-shirt sales. That's great. That's a really useful... That's a good thing by them and yeah. a really useful share. 
So uh, that's Spotify wrapped into the merch thing. And then the final thing is just the fact that Spotify have been caught in inverted commas. And what I mean by that is they've been beta testing some stuff and people have been going crazy about beta. Beta, beta. Beta, beta. We're having an argument about which one is right. Beta, beta, beta. What's American, what's English? Or English, English, American English. Beta, beta. They, uh, and I've actually been given the feature this morning, so it can't be that beta, beta right now. But Spotify are now (laughs) testing... Vertical video, for a reminder for our listeners, vertical video is just portrait video, video made for a phone screen, kind of video, the kind of video content you see on TikTok on Reels, the stuff that just fills portrait a full phone screen. Is um, that the definition? Or does it mean also that it's brief and concise? No, vertical video means portrait video. That's all I mean, vertical okay. literally is the uh, yeah, it's literally orientation right. is the official word. It just means it's... I think people perceive it as also meaning it's it's short yeah, form. I, I think that's, that's social content. There's a whole okay. world of stuff. I, I get your point. Um, but yeah, specifically vertical video, definition being portrait video, upwards video. Um, Spotify basically been allowing artists, in the same way that we just talked about Canvas, their thing of looping videos on the songs, is almost like a new discovery feature where instead of, uh, you know, we had this on the school tour, we were asking uh, all the students we saw on the school tour how they're discovering new music. So many of them were saying Spotify is probably number one, I think that's fair to say. And the way they were generally finding new artists on Spotify was a mixture of either letting Spotify tell them what they like through kind of the algorithmic stuff or actually like fans of and like just basically Spotify suggestions in the world of that. Um, Spotify is now, instead of relying on you doing loads of clicks, you're going to open Spotify at some point if this goes through and it's just going to be TikTok, but for music. So you'll open it and Billie Eilish will start playing straight away a chorus for like 10, 15 seconds. And then if you don't like it, you scroll past it and then you've got another artist and that algorithm will learn what you like. So there's two exciting things here. One, there is going to be, and it looks like this is official now as in it's going to happen. There is going to be a new music discovery platform on Spotify. That is one thing I think I've heard people argue against Spotify is if I don't have a fan base in the first place, there's so many artists mm. on there, how am I going to get discovered? This is part one. And then part two is that, uh, I can't remember what part two is. What was I going to say? Vocal video, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. The comparison to the discovery features on TikTok and Instagram? Because yeah, moment- No, the algorithm. That's yeah. what I was going to say. And then part two, the algorithm is Spotify. I think people think Spotify's algorithm is pretty good. You know, Discover Weekly. Oh, God, please go away, you Sith Lord. I'm not continuing the podcast while you look like that. You look ridiculous. I mean, that encourages me to keep it on. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. okay I'll, sure. do, I'll take this down if you stop swearing. Okay, pinky promise. There, there you go. Um... Well, what's I going to say? The algorithm. algorithm. Algorithm, algorithm. And then part two, the algorithm. I think people th- think that the Spotify algorithm is pretty good. Stuff like Discover Weekly is generally pretty good at working out what the type of music you like and then feeding you more of it. Um, this is going to allow Spotify to get even better at working out what you as a user stroke consumer of Spotify are going to like and then feed it more appropriately, which means as a musician, in theory, as this feature gets launched, becomes bigger, Spotify is going to know everyone who listens better, which means Spotify should be able to target your music more appropriately to people that like music similar to yours. But specifically, knowing your tastes and therefore introducing you to artists you've not heard of before Mm. who it thinks you will like. Correct. And that's the opportunity for new musicians. Correct. In theory, if you are... You know, if you sound just like Billie Eilish or you use the same bleepy bloops as Billie Eilish, the bleepy, the bleepy bloop bloops. The bleepy bloops. It's the well-known uh, preset she uses. Yeah. Um, I'm then, the master of music production terminology. That is why you should Can hire I have more me. bleepy bloop, please? Bleepy bloops, please. That's what I said. We were like in the studio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know what this needs? It just needs a little bit more bleep. a little bit more bleepy bloop. Bleep bloop. Um, band name. Uh, producer name, probably. Mr. Bleep bloop. Yeah. Uh, sounds like an NFT producer. Where's DJ Bleepy Boots? Um, if you see him pitching something for three Ethereum. But yeah, the the algorithm is going to learn its users better, which ultimately means that if you make a unique type of music, or even not a unique type of music, but just you share similarities with other artists, it's going to be able to con- compare you to them and mm. then introduce you to the fans of those artists easier. So that wraps up Spotify. Wanted to end on that wraps part up. of the... Wraps up. Badum. Um, but the, I want to stay on vertical video because that's the main thing I want to talk about today, which is, yes, yeah, shock horror. The theme is a shock. It's not TikTok. The theme that I want to talk about for this next five, 10 minutes is vertical video. Again, we just gave that definition a few minutes ago. Portrait video, filling a whole phone screen because that's the main way people are consuming video content nowadays. Uh, and the reason I'm giving it this broad title is the fact that almost every mainstream platform in kind of social media, media more generally, and music is slowly starting to move to, if not it being the main thing, at least being a key part. main thing? You're saying people literally more minutes around the world of video watched on a phone 
than on a television? On a phone, definitely. I would be very comfortable. More on a phone than on you, Netflix well, you, you, and yeah, chilling at This home. is what I mean. YouTube had more minutes watched than TV in America like two years ago. So I have no doubt by now I'll throw TikTok on stuff of that. Well, two years ago was before something called the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, but that, that only increased screen time. On the streaming services. I mean, a whole new one has been launched in Correct. the form of Disney+. Plus. Yeah, but that's not Not to TV. mention Netflix. On your television, I said. Yeah, but people watch it on a phone and... That, that's almost an unfair comparison because the streaming... I don't think we should go down this route because we could talk about this for five, ten minutes. And I don't think it's that relevant. So in a future nomp, we'll, in talk, a future about nomp, we'll talk about Disney+. Which size screen do people watch more uh, content at least, on? At least 49 inches, oi, oi. Um, so, vertical video. The all, almost all of the main social media platforms, music platforms and media platforms, more generally, are kind of pivoting would probably be the word that an agency person would use towards vertical video. Big part of this is TikTok. There's undoubtedly because TikTok has just changed the game as being yep. the first big vertical video takeover. Famous TT. Um, YouTube, for example, I was listening to an interview with uh, their chief executive uh, on the Colin and Samir podcast the other day, and he basically went, our focus right now is YouTube shorts. YouTube chief executive of YouTube. Yeah, chief executive of YouTube yeah, yeah. said that they, YouTube are now focusing quite a significant amount of their business on YouTube shorts. Yeah. And the reason he said that, I thought this was interesting, is that he said the phrase, it's a lower barrier to entry. Mm -hmm. So he acknowledged that YouTube, kind of like Instagram, has moved to you can't just upload anything anymore. You need a bit of a production value. You need a storyline. You need a this, you need a that. And he wants what Moved they away want. from the DIY ethic. Yeah, they want YouTube shorts to be, again, inspired by TikTok, authentic, easy, natural moments captured on a phone. Anyone can do yep. it in quote marks. Um, and it's kind of like the thing with music, you know, up until, I don't know, five, 10 years ago, how hard it was to make a super slick sounding song because the technology was only available to rich kids, blah, 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 blah. That's obviously changed. Um, so YouTube have said that. We just talked about Spotify. Spotify are making a pivot to, towards vertical video. On top of that, Twitter is interestingly the only like major social media platform that hasn't really made a pivot, but yeah. it's obviously a much more text-based platform. And they bought Vine, didn't they? They like, did, and Vine I mean, is coming so, back, so that's right, probably okay. why. Vine yeah. 2 is in the works with a weird new name. Um, but Vine 2 is coming back. Um, and then... Twitter is making some really, maybe for later, Twitter is mm. making some really interesting moves. What, all the paid right. subscriptions and the super tips and... I mean, in fact, we haven't talked about that because that is a, a very obvious thing for musicians. Have you finished dedicated. talking about vertical video? Well, the final I'm part sure. of my whole thing was just going to be the fact that Instagram, obviously, which I think it's fair to say until it's still the most used uh, social media... Let me get this right. Most used social media app, I think by under 35s in the Western world or something... It's still big, is basically the point I'm trying to make. And Instagram, <laughs> just like I was saying, YouTube, YouTube has said on record we are putting all our effort on YouTube shorts because we yeah. know it's the way. Instagram haven't officially said we're putting all our efforts on reels, but they're basically putting so much into it that they may as well have said that. So every platform that as a musician what, you will probably use. question I think might be useful for a musician to get clear on mm -hmm. in the context of vertical video. Yep. What's the difference between a story and a reel? And in particular, <laughs> which should I focus my promotional efforts Reels on easy, one million percent. Reels are- it's getting pushed out more. Instagram yeah? has said on record through their at creators account, which is kind of their insights, funnily enough, for creators direct from Instagram, that they are pushing reels out to three or four times as many people as any other piece of content on Instagram. So if I have a short piece of vertical video, yeah. I should put it on a reel, not on a story. You can do both. I mean, ultimately, stories only last for 24 hours unless you put them in a story highlight. Mm -hmm. The point of stories is meant to be fleeting diary-esque yeah. moments. What's real is there on the record. Yeah, and obviously you can delete it if yeah. you want to, yeah. but it stays there until you delete it. Um, and yeah, re I mean, Reels is the easiest one to explain really because Reels is just TikTok. It literally mm. is. It's not like YouTube have done it a bit different, but it's still inspired by... Reels is just TikTok on the Instagram app. That's yeah. all it is. So if you have even the vaguest awareness of TikTok, it's the same thing. TikTok. So, oh, yeah. but yeah, if you, Knock I mean, version. I mean, ultimately this is, you're asking if there was one, if I've got a piece of vertical video, where, how should I post it? There's actually a question before that, which is if I have any content or if I'm going to make any content, what, what should I do with it and how should I post it? And it's just, this is my entire point of why this is the, the topic. Make it vertical video yeah. and then post it on all of these platforms in the way they want you to post it. TikTok is easy. Post it on TikTok. There's and that's actually good news, isn't it? Because musicians often listen to us and go, oh, you're telling me more stuff I've got to do. Now you can make that piece of vertical video and it can go on all the key platforms. Correct. I mean, I, I won't like make 
their life too easy because, you know, one of the key things from like a TikTok consultancy perspective is TikTok specifically that platform. And again, this is where it becomes different to Instagram Reels and all the other ones. TikTok, the platform, wants organic, authentic, non-glossy content. So for example, bigger artists, it's so fascinating when you look at some of the biggest artists in the world, you know, they might have got to a million followers on TikTok nice and easy just because they've got a massive follower base, but all their team's doing is recycling their music videos and stuff. And sometimes not even reframing them. They're putting like landscape video in a vertical box and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't do anything. Or let me rephrase that. It does something because they're big, but it does not. I could probably get the same amount of numbers as in it's just not optimized. And it's a naff word, but optimization is what you should be doing. Do these, do put your stuff out the way that all the people want you to put it out. Um, so I think the point I was getting to there is just, yeah, if you're sitting down every month with your bandmates, with your manager, whatever it might be, and you're like, what content am I going to produce this month? And we're going to talk a bit about ideas on how to make content on the cheap a bit later. Um, but the short answer to that is focus on how you can make vertical video. Low hanging fruit is yes, if you have content you've already made, if it is not vertical, make it vertical and put it out on TikTok, on Instagram Reels, on YouTube Shorts. But ideally, you're sitting down and you're making some content that is specifically vertical video friendly and uh, blasphemous to me as a content creator myself, but feels authentic, doesn't feel like you hired a content team and feels <laughs> natural. Yeah, and real. I mean, authenticity is a wank buzzword, but it's true right now. That is what with everyone's sick of the slick overproduced stuff. They want it to feel more real and more authentic. And it's as simple as that. Cool. Do you reckon I Palically. can mint a vertical video? That's, Absolutely. I mean, that's a question. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of minting. What's going, going on in your now? world? Yeah, yeah, please take multiple. <laughs> What's going on in the That's NFT, crypto, disco, 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 times 3,000 worlds? This is why you uh, wanted to do the whole show behind, behind the MIM logo. <laughs> 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 behind the, behind the <laughs> Trying to get the co-love with Nate. Let's go, yeah. let's go. Uh, well, I think we said at the start of the show, we made, uh, I think, three commitments. Um, one was to a little bit of context to mm. all this stuff we keep talking about. Mm. Um, sort of the evolution of music tech. Uh, the second one was to keep going on that theme of precise and relatable NFT examples. So we're not going to be yet another YouTube video going on about Blau, making Blau. gazillions of Blau. dollars. 56 right. million Blau. Um, and the third one was uh, mm. to fulfill, to keep our word uh, and fulfill our promise on Nomp2, which is to start talk about the mind-bending world which is kind of why we're excited about it but also we've been putting off talking about it mm. of um social tokens Ooh. Uh, and that's before whether we get into whether we decide to play some games you were talking about uh challenging me to summarize oh the evolution of game. music tech in 60 seconds and mm. i was like okay well i'll do that if you can summarize back to me our four big themes of the oh, nft Bitcoin discoverse. I don't like back. non fun games. So, you know, maybe a challenge each. Uh -huh. Do you want to start us off? Can you do it? The big four? The big four themes? Merch. That's the obvious one. Digital merch. Digital merch. Digital fan clubs. Ish. Digital communities. Okay. Of which fan clubs are going to be the most one. relevant okay. kind of... Uh, do you know what the irony of this is, if I don't get this right? Is mm. I'm definitely going to be the person in this planet that has listened to the nonce the, the most. most. <laughs> yeah. As editor. By, as editor, by yeah. far. And uh, not just for my own ego, yeah. listening yeah, yeah. to my own voice. Yeah, he doesn't just watch the screen. Because <laughs> in that situation, you're yeah. going to be watching your bits. Ah, true, true, true. I'd put some But you do on. actually have to listen yeah. to my bits. Sadly, as, sadly. As okay, digital merch, uh, digital merch, digital communities. Uh... Is this countdown? You're definitely not Rachel Riley, I'm sorry to say. Very attractive human being. <laughs> Factually accurate. Uh, like, talking about brains and What beauty. are the other two? Uh, digital ownership. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the final one is digital payments. Ah, yes. you know, the fact you're going to be able to, things like tipping and yeah, busking. I mean, Micropayments. All, all going to become blah, 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 possible blah, blah. about that. Yeah. And there's arguably kind of like an over theme across all of them, which is fractionalization. Mm -hmm. Kind of that's going to part of what makes the fan clubs community possible. Blah, 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 that's what blah, blah. makes the ownership things possible. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to come up actually in one of the examples. So yeah, those yeah. are the four, yeah, yeah. four, the four kind of things: digital merch, which NFTs are the most famous; digital ownership, which is going to affect all the record label publishing deals; digital community, of which we're seeing the comeback of fan clubs probably, mm -hmm. and then digital payments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. So now you're going to challenge me. Oh. 
less than 60 seconds. The history of music technology. Yeah, man. Do, 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 Back do. in the day. Well, basically, it starts in 1877 when Thomas Edison drops the first dub plate. And then there's like 60 or 70 years of various words, the word phone, gramophone, graphophones, wax cylinders, all this kind of stuff. Late 40s, vinyl comes along. And in the form that we recognize it to this day, plays a part in kicking off rock and roll. Um, cassettes start in the 60s, but don't really become a big thing to the 70s. They blow up late 70s, early 80s when uh, Sony invent the Walkman. Um, CDs kick off with your favorites. ABBA, I think it's 1982 or 1983, the first CD album comes out. They have an amazing couple of decades. Around 2000, Napster, iTunes, left. downloading, and then the last decade, streaming comes along. Spotify they only hit 1 million subscribers in 2011. I reckon that was a quick 60 seconds, nah. but you got a fair overview. That's a fair vibe. I like it. Fair overview. So what, what you see there is that huge changes in, in music tech have been part of the musical story mm -hmm. since, since Edison, like over Ed. 100 years ago, when Queen Victoria mm -mm -mm. is still knocking about. And maybe and post-World War II, every 10, 15 years, there's been quite a significant change. So the reason this stuff is, is important to musicians, I think, is there's a chance this is the next wave, mm -hmm. that this is as big as when downloading first came along Whoa. or when streaming first came along. And NFTs just happen to be the most actionable example. Mm -hmm. So we thought, we realized in the first couple of months we've been jumping straight in, maybe without, without enough uh, sort of explanationary foreplay. Jumping straight into this NFT stuff, you're like, why does this even matter to me? Like, if you doesn't, if you don't intuitively get it, too easy to throw it away. The reason it matters is it could be as big as ignoring Napster in the year 2000, or ignoring iTunes in 2004, yeah. or ignoring Spotify in 2013, 2014. That's the, that's the context. That bit done. I think so. Well done. So, um, I think we want to do precise inspiration next. Mm -hmm. um, so, I've made some notes for this bit. Yeah. Uh, we spoke last time about three precise, relatable, by which we've been basically non-famous yeah. examples. We might put these back on the screen again. Yeah, if you haven't checked them out, Latasha. Um, at Call Me Latasha, at Domino's Music, and at Jack Screen. There's that great Vice article, nice and balanced on yep. them. Yep, yep, yep. So, we got a couple more. Um, Again, not famous people, so um, uh, very talented, but not yet famous. So mm -hmm. therefore, you can relate to this. Yeah. Um, first one is an artist called Lack Honey at Lack Honey. Um, also recent. Both of these examples are from uh, took happened in November. So I think Lack Honey is from Nashville, mm -hmm. I believe. I'm talking about Twitter quite a lot because Twitter is really is arguably the lead platform. It's the hub. In, in, it's totally in, the hub in, for in, this. In, in, in public fin platform. Yeah, for uh, yeah, because Discord is probably yeah. the, the, the biggest one for uh, all this NFT stuff. He has, and also remember, these numbers will have gone up a little bit because <laughs> of the success they've had. He's got 800 followers on Twitter. Yeah, um, uh, and just under 3,000 on Instagram. And he did a reasonably kind of classic package with his NFTs. He sold the video and the song, chucked in a few, chucked in a few Brucey bonuses like a Zoom with him and the rest of the team that worked, worked on it. Um, it's unclear, and we're going to get to this next point with the next example, whether he's literally NFT'd you the right to own the original file or you actually get some ownership rights in the music. Mm. Um, we'll get onto that with the next example. And also social tokens will start to kick into that. Yeah. Uh, as well as if we get a chance, the latest moves from our mate Blau. But he made $2,000 from that, selling one song, $2,100. An artist with less than 1,000 followers on Twitter as a yeah. metric. Made $2,000 selling one song. And a music video. That was the unique thing he was doing. Yeah, sorry. So, and, and the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he could have blown $2,000 making the video. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Possible. Um, from, from, from looking at the video, uh, it looks quite DIY. So yeah. I don't think it did. I think it looks like she's had some fun with his mates. Yeah. You'll see that. So that is Lack Honey, mm -hmm. open on the screen. Yep. Um, and then Lyra, L-Y-R-A-H, um, who's also from the States, I think from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. um, 1,800 followers on Twitter. So again, I think relatable, relatable you know, totally. it's a decent number, but relatable. Now, she's done a few interesting things. She's been very precise that she has sold in her NFT a quarter of the master of the song. A little bit of context, 
This is a remix which had two artists contributing to it. So the idea is the four of you are equal owners in the oh, song. Okay. Her, the two remixes, and the person who buys the NFT. Sick. And she has been very clear in clarifying that means you own 25% of the song ongoing. So mm. any royalties from the song, mm -hmm. you get 25% of them. So you literally own it. And this is the thing, this technology opens up the chance to both do that and then to track that going forward. Yeah. So you can buy part of a song. Think of the things we said earlier. Yeah, yeah. Ownership, fractionalization, payments. Yeah. All these things are somewhere between being made a lot more easier to actually be made possible by the broad term of the Bitcoin NFT discover. World, yeah. Um, she also... Uh, I think she's a graphic designer or some of her bezies mm. are. She made a really simple contract. And I think we should probably put that on the screen. Oh, the visual thing, yeah. Now. It looks cool. Yeah. It's really easily broken down. Yeah. I mean, it looks kind of like a, it looks kind of a, like a funky IOU. It's like, <laughs> I promise you, four of all ways, I will give you 25% of this, yeah. this song. Um, and so she, wasn't that one of her things as well? I remember reading, she was like, she wants to make this easy. She wants to show that this doesn't have to be nerdy. Yeah. And well, I think the thing she was saying is that it is actually quite easy. Um, and then she wanted to represent that, and she did that in a really cool way graphically. And speaking of the like, the I want element, have I said how much she made yet? I don't know. So she sold 25% of her song. This is an artist with 1,800 followers on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, nearly 5,000 on Insta. Yep. So she's got a little bit of a following. And selling a quarter of her song as an NFT, the remix. a remix of it, good point. So it's not the actually original version. She made just over 9,000 US dollars. For that, basically 25%. For 25%. Now, if that song gets some kind of traction and, you know, gets used in a way that results in some really big royalty payments in the future, she maybe she'll slightly regret it. <laughs> so, but uh, I, I spent a bit of time on her Twitter profile in a non-stalky way, and she seems like a really nice person, and she's got some really good energy. So I doubt she would feel like that. I think she's very happy to have made the nine grand. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, times it by four, that's valued the song at 36 grand. Imagine having one song valued at 36 grand. Um, Remix. And the way she's kind of framed it is that you're partners in the song, you're joint owners. Uh, and um, she's then also done a Dropbox with some of the lessons learned, so we should probably put that on the screen yeah, as yeah, well yeah. now. So she's, she seems like she really wants to help other artists. So we talk about precise and relatable. This is also actionable. So maybe of all the precise or relatable examples we've used, this is the one to check out just because she's really trying to help others as well. Um, so that's Lyra, again, on the screen. 1,800 Twitter followers sold a quarter of one remix of one song for 9,000 US. Wow. Bangaroonie. Not bad, eh? So, again, I'm going to kind of ask you the thing that I've asked you on the past two shows, which is... Obviously, if any musicians listening are interested in all the examples we just spoke about, go and check out the examples, go and see how they did it. Specifically her, because she's sharing her journey yeah. and her story quite a lot. But if there's one thing for a mm -hmm. musician that's interested in this right now to learn more, what's the current suggestion, do you reckon? Is there an article? Is there an artist? Is there a YouTube video? A phrase to Google? You need a slight... If you could make your question a bit more precise and go, and they're willing to spend... Did it amount of time? You know, yeah, yeah, if it's one article, it's probably still the Vice article. Yeah. If they're willing to spend an hour, it's probably checking out Lyra and the links, and in particular, maybe that Dropbox, yeah. um, which then tells you how she did it. If this is going out in December, this is going out in December, so you know, a few of us uh, have some days between Christmas Day and uh, New Year's Eve where we're trying to avoid annoying. <laughs> uncles and stuff and you're actually quite up for going down a rabbit hole a little bit if you're willing to spend three or four hours um i would recommend the defiant youtube mm. channel then if you're familiar with them i don't know much um and they've got a educational uh series on there that's got its own dedicated playlist i think it's called unblocking the blockchain or something like that and there are 20 odd 10 to 15 minute videos dedicated to precise subjects. What's an NFT? What's a smart, co smart right. contract? What's a blockchain? And accessible and as well. It's really accessible, yeah. And playful as well, it, which means you will, you will laugh at some of them. You, you might get annoyed as well. It's quite marmite -y. Yeah, yeah. I think the gentleman presenting it would, would not only accept that, but be like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah. do. He, like, <laughs> he wants to make it Work. entertaining. Yeah. It's a bit like we try and do with our advice videos, actually. But, um, 
And it's British as well, if you know, if you find American accents annoying. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of it is American as well. Or unrelatable. I think we can often jump to, oh, it's easy for them. They have neighbours in Silicon Valley. <laughs> They're just bumping into people in Starbucks who are throwing Ethereum around. And that ain't happening in Baseford. No, sadly not. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah. One article, the Vice article, an hour, go down, then check out um, Lara's, uh, I hope that's pronouncing right, uh, Twitter, which has lots of insights, she's really public. And then if you're willing to spend a whole afternoon, then probably the Defiance YouTube channel, and, and specifically that series. DeFi. Yeah, it's a play. And it's, I mean, DeFi itself is a play, and it's not just decentralized yeah, yeah. finance, but it's DeFi, as in Defy the financial system. Yeah, that's yeah. part of the play on words. And I think, unless I'm falling for an urban myth, we actually know the... Uh, birth story of the term back to the very telegram group between a certain number of programmers in like 2017 who are having a chat about how should we brand this and came up with the term maybe on the next month i'm surprised they haven't nft'd it they probably have not they probably have probably have just like dorsey nft the first tweet (laughs) they probably have done that so yeah cool that you're a bit done with three won't we do social tokens yes gosh tell us about tokens baby is it possible? <laughs> well, here, here's something, actually, just one final thing I just want to mention, just because I, I know I found this utterly fascinating. I know you're interested in it. And also it is music related. So it's just something worth checking out. Pool Suite, uh, <laughs> which uh, otherwise known as Poolside FM, which is just like a uh, 80s Miami-esque radio station, essentially with like, yeah. a really cool brand built around it. Um, they... The guy who runs it, Marty, he's very on it with many things. He's British. Yeah. He's Br- yeah. uh, Glaswegian. Glaswegian. He's Glaswegian, and he um, he also started Tens of Sunglasses brand, which is now bought by Richard Branson. Loads of cool shit like that. Um, he so Paul Sadafone has been around for a few years. He's mm. also, also launched the best-selling uh, independent sun cream brand in the world called Vacation. Um, Let's see how uh, that's verified. Yeah, that's how we verify. <laughs> <laughs> the number one uh, unsigned independent yeah. sun, sun cream. cream. Yeah. Um, I nearly bought some, but it was like yeah. 50 quid. And I was like, I am falling for the hype here. No, anyway. I, I love the, the idea uh, of a leading sun cream Poolside FM, from which is what we're talking about. It's basically a radio station, collection of musical ideas Filled into one. Funny. One NFTs went yeah. into the NFT space this yeah. past week as we record this. And within <laughs> about three hours, made $2 million. Wow. As in, he million. issued a token. He the issued, pool essentially token. issued a token. Yeah. yeah. And does he give you ownership of pool suites? Huh? He just gives you basically early access to features and uh, yeah, you can so it's vote the fan on. Cl- it's you know, the fan club. Talking about yeah. merch, ownership, yeah. communities, payments. That's more communities so did, and fan clubs than ownership. Definitely. The spirit of this is right, if not the, the, the details. He, he issued 250 basically tokens, which were the fan club side of things. And then he issued um, one of one part ownership and it was a bidding thing. And that went for something crazy to the point that basically, I can't remember what it's called, but are you aware of this trend where people come together and all put in like a oh, tiny yes, bit of ETH? Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. There's a term for them. Well, like a group DAOs. bid. Well, DAOs no, are doing it. DAOs yeah, are aware. But of, as in, there is now a term for basically it. group bidders. And basically, they went, nah, <laughs> you're not group bidding this because the whole point is one person gets mm. the benefits of this. Anyway, but yeah, 250 people that basically went, we like this enough that we want new features and to like support and be a part yeah. of the community. And within less, I'm pretty sure it was less than 24 hours made $2 million. Okay. But I don't know how relatable that is because that's an example of someone with it already with a following and it already is. having some success. It is. But also, my, I think my point there was, one, it's just interesting. But two, it's just the fact it's on the surface, it's just a few reasonably creative ideas that have come into one. But there's nothing wildly unique. Marty, the guy that started it, has been very honest. He basically just has ideas all the time and he called up his coder mate and went, can you make a website that looks like the 80s? And that was kind of it. And that, Led to two million in funding, essentially. Anyway, tokens. Well, that's so that's an example of someone issuing a token. Yeah. Um, if we focus in on the ownership and community prongs of our four prong, that's more on the community side of yeah. things, and that's almost actually a fan club, isn't yeah. it? It's a yeah, full yeah. suite fan club. Yeah. Um, versus uh, actually giving, he could have done, he could have executed it differently, and actually that gave you ownership. Yeah. In Pool Suite, he yeah. could have turned Pool Suite into a DAO, a decentralized autonomous yeah. organization. So those are probably the two main ways this is going to happen, and they're probably the two main ways that are going to be interesting for musicians. Yeah. Um, we're in MIM we studios are in right MIM. now. Music Big is my me. motive. I mean, what 
Like you can just see it as a token. That's as catchy and as in immediately engaging as FWB, Friends with Benefits. 100%. You can see the MIM token yeah, yeah. and you can see the music is my motive really engaging with people. Um, so that's a community that could go, you know, they could decide to launch uh, a fan club and issue a token and harness the love that exists in the city of Nottingham for that brand. And there's a lot of love. Or they could go a step further Ooh. and actually go, we want our community to actually own us and they could issue those tokens. We've talked about the 50 plus one thing yep. quite a lot, uh, which uh, side, side note is the rule used for German Premier League football clubs. They're all community owned, I they believe. They all have to be 51%. Oh. So private people can own up to 49%. Yeah. Um, so MIM could, for example, I mean, it applies to any sort of revered brand, but I think MIM's a really good example. You know, Wickflex could potentially do this. Detonate could potentially do that. Um, be tricky for Rock City because like, there's property involved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they could issue 49% of ownership of the brand as tokens. And then the people who love buying their T-shirts and the people who love going to their nights could actually become token holders. Yeah, now, cool. at some point... When's that actually become a shareholder? <laughs> yeah. So that's, Let's wait for the law to catch up on that one. Yeah. That, and that's <laughs> exactly the right phrase, Sam. Yeah. Catch up. The law is always catching up with innovation. Yeah. Um, and um, that's exactly what's going to happen or not happen here. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh, using the catalyst of Pool Suite and then using the MIM example, you can see those t tokens are going to enable you to symbolize engagement. And that can be as a fan supportive, not actually asking for that much more than a, a right mm. to a few early doors, sales, gig access, through to actually being shared owners. Yeah. I think shared ownership is actually quite well established in, in, in human cultures and British yeah, cultures. Totally. John Lewis is owned by its staff. The co-op is owned by its yeah, members. It Nationwide yeah, Building yeah. Site is owned by its members. You mentioned German football clubs. I think Barcelona and Real Madrid, two of the biggest sport brands in the world yeah. uh, are at it. least controlled. Yeah. Um, they've got these statuses that are unique to Spain and I, I don't understand. Apparently the Green members. Bay Packers that, are. Let's not go down that route. That's a really <laughs> that's a really convoluted one because America has really strict laws on what mm. counts as a security, so they ah, have to be okay. even more. They've actually had Supreme Court rulings. Oh, saucy. Um, it's called the Howley Test if you're feeling geeky. Mm -mm -mm. Um so this is an example. Some people sometimes go, I need to be America to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. This is an error, actually. I think it could be good to, could be good to not be in yeah, America yeah, yeah. because of, of the legal situation. But we promised to start talking about social tokens. This is going to be a journey. You know, if you're finding this stuff interesting, we're going to, we're going to learn together, basically, as cheesy as it sounds, um, over, the <laughs> over the coming months. Well, it's tokens. really hard to get your head around. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a reasonable way of putting it. Tokens are a way of symbolizing value. Mm -hmm. You have a community around your brand, around your band, around your solo artistry. They offer the potential to potentially realize value that hasn't been realized for 20 odd years. You know, that's one of the things that's happened is music's been devalued or at least the value of it has not been realized Correct. by streaming and downloading. Um, so this is going to, tokens are going to offer a chance to bring that back and how, well at a minimum, bringing back fan clubs, through to if you were a really community orientated, really social orientated artist, you could literally mix what Leira did in selling 25% of her one song as an MC yep. with tokens and actually let your fans buy into your band. Yeah. You could make, as December Falls could make themselves a DAO and issue Falls tokens and 49% of them go to their fans. Add a foul. Yeah, I need to work on the branding, the branding a little yeah. bit. Did that make sense? Yeah. Mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. And that's why I thought the context was important. Because you could be as confused now as watching Thomas Edison dropping the first dub plate in 1877. Imagine how confusing it was when someone, if someone showed you that Abba CD in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how confusing it was when people started talking about downloading, even the idea of music being free would yeah, have been confusing yeah. in the yeah, year yeah. 2000. So it's okay to be confused. That is normal when we have significant <laughs> shifts in technology. And we're early as well. That's the key thing. I think that's the thing that's really there important. Is, yeah, that's what it is like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mentioned that cassettes became big in the 70s. I think that's fair to say, but I think they were invented in like 63, 64. So even cassettes, when they first came through, were so mind-bogglingly innovative. Yeah. 
that it took the best part of a decade to go mainstream. CDs were quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and vinyl was arguably 70 or 80 years in the making from that Thomas Edison moment in 1877 to, I think it was 1948, the first 33, 45 RPM vinyl, which is still what you get now if you go yeah, and, and buy. Yeah, yeah, um, So, yeah, it's okay to be confused. It's natural to be confused. But I think it's dangerous to dismiss this stuff because you and I both think this has got a real chance of being as significant, if not more significant, as the birth of streaming or the birth of downloading. And excitingly, it's going to let you do right the kind of stuff that you want to do. It's going to, we talked about this, I think, in Nom 1, cutting out the middlemen. Yeah. You can choose to have a middle person if you want. Mm, but it's your not. choice. It's much, it's much more likely to be a choice. We said this in our advice videos all the way back in 2017. Like, not doing a record deal means doing lots of little deals. At least now you have an easy way to not get screwed whilst doing those little deals. That's probably enough for now, I think. I That's think so. Got. So it's time to talk about a favorite subject. That's what? you, isn't it? For you. But if I talk about me, it's in his veins. So can you just say how much you love <laughs> have me, you please? Ever, have you, the thought that's never gone through your head is, <laughs> I'm concerned about doing this because I might seem vain. <laughs> the thought has never, <laughs> ever gone through your head. Let's talk about Nottingham, Mark. Nottingham, how was Nottingham. November? You went to a lot of cool gigs in November, as did I. What's your fave? I've been to a lot. I mean, just a lot of gigs, you mm. know, from a school tour. <laughs> True. Through Green and Chloe Rogers smashing it. I was at Engine Room Showcase at Rough Trade on the, you know, the ground, ultimate ground floor unsigned artist at the very, very, very start of their career, releasing songs for the first time. Through to a couple of, bit of not, bits of Nottingham music history. Yeah, um, yeah. Back getting too geeky, we, 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 we see significant gig moments as not just inspiring for the artists who've done it, it's inspiring for other artists to think they can do it, and also it's just a sign of, of, of how Nottingham is doing as a, as a music city. And the arena is the biggie. Um, opened in 2000, took 14 years before Jake became the first Nottingham artist to do a headline show at the arena. And uh, Q, London bus cliche, you wait for ages. Uh -huh. And then two and three or four weeks. So November, um, both London Grammar and Sleaford Mods uh, did headline shows at the arena. Yeah, man. Uh, got to keep up my record of seeing all the big gigs. So that, that was nice, thank you. Uh, rather different vibes. Uh -huh. <laughs> you mean there's no London Grammar featuring Sleaford Mods? No, yeah, I'm looking forward to the London Grammar featuring Jason Williamson guest mix. Um, I reckon Dot from London Grammar and that. Andrew from oh, Sleaford Mods could get on well because yeah. they both they both make beats. Beats. They're really high standard. Um, and actually, one of the things they both gigs shared as a standout was how good the electronic music element sounded because uh, London Grammar have always had an electronic music history. I think it's been forgotten a bit and they're just instantly described as sort of chill out, yeah. maybe. But it was always there in album one. Remixes. And a big part of, yeah, you know, the Sam Smith collaborations, the Disclosure collaborations were a big part of breaking yeah. through in, I don't know, 2013, 14. Yeah. No the Tomorrow headline, No Tomorrow, yeah. which was an electronic yeah. music festival. And they really let rip a couple of times. Uh, and um, you know I'm not the biggest fan of arenas. I feel <laughs> like it's just empty work, you know, half airport, half... Amazon Warehouse, but I think electronic music is arguably the strongest genre in them. So yeah. when London Grammar let rip, that was a real moment. And same with uh, Sleaford Mods. Um, you know, ultimately, they are electronic music tracks with aggressive poetry <laughs> over the top. Just wrote the press and yeah, some of the some of them really really banged. I think I uh, I'm going to reference both a podcast and a text to you. I said like Sleaford Mods have got more bangers than Savage Garden. That is Which I think you're on record as saying have one of the most slaps. Sorry, Jason, I think... Uh... Um, yeah, some of the tunes really did work on the, um, on the uh, arena sound system. So, yeah, two moments of, of history. And I think I'm genuinely emotional for both artists. Yeah. You know, London Grammar, we've always joked, uh, like, you know, some decry whether they're Nottingham or not. Like, they literally wouldn't exist. They met yeah. here and everything. And they are the most emotional about Nottingham. They, they say loads of lovely things on stage. Uh, and Jason, his old age, he's gone from uh, coming on at rescue rooms going, hello, Derby, cheekily, to like <laughs> being like, really emotional about the Nottingham side of things, right across all the Rock City gigs. And um, yeah, you could see the... It meant a lot. It meant a lot. Cool. Yeah. That's that worked both ways, you know, that works for the crowd as well. Yeah. Wholesome. A word never used to describe a sleep and mosque no, gig. Not that often. No, I think they would no. admit themselves that. Yeah, yeah. So that's November. Yeah. We're in December. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Some big gigs coming up. Some exciting gigs. This weekend is crazy. We've got Jared. Well, this, sorry, this week Long into weekend. Week, long Start weekend. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This rock, rock and roll weekend. Uh, yeah, this weekend, Jared debut Bodega headline show. 
Big moment. But, but, um, Wednesday the 2nd? Thursday, Thursday the 2nd. Wednesday the 2nd. Wednesday the 2nd. Today's Wednesday Whatever is the 1st. So is the sure. second. Thursday the 2nd. Yeah. Um, and then... And yeah, Red Rackham playing The Cell, <laughs> the wonky disco baseline banger is home... officially coming. Does he still live abroad? Is that home? Yeah, it's, still lives, yeah, it's oh, literally that's a home coming That's very really nice. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and it's part of the Soul Bugging, the Soul Bugging crew bringing him oh, back. Okay, so nice. it's really nice and very knots. Yeah. Um, so that's like a crazy long weekend of very eclectic Nottingham music, genre wise. That's a bit. Yeah. Um, and then later in the month, we've got As December Falls playing their Bodega headline show, sold out. I think that might be their first oh, sold oh, out wow. Bodega headline show. They're currently on a like 20 day sold yeah. out UK tour. Is that the last day of the tour? The I don't know. I know it's like late in the tour. And Desensitized? Desensitized have a Christmas show, whatever yeah. that means. Ho, ho, ho. The, yeah. the photo is literally them wearing Santa hats. Oh, there's going to be so many. Christmas punk Santa punk right. bangers yeah uh, so that's at the Bodega as well Bodega's got a strong right. one going on this month I think they're the main ones there's um there's a few big covers gigs but we don't talk about covers we don't right? but there's the so, the one that we all Christmas covers party which it's like Nottingham, lots of, loads of Nottingham artists yeah. often covering each other for charity but it's covers but it is at the Bodega yeah. if you're interested and don't care about it and it's been going a long time as well it's like raised 10, a lot of money 10 years I think Respect. yeah maybe a lot nearer of, 20 I'd say really yeah, I think so Baba Sam couldn't have gone yeah. Well, I think that's December. It's really just look like a tea bag. There's nothing between like Christmas and New Year. I People look, make up a cheeky. Yeah, okay. Okay. Cool. Bodega Rescue. Right, what's next? We've got a question? We or have a question. Done? Or are you just going to keep fondling a tea bag? Hashtag fondle a tea bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tea bags so, have feelings too. So, as ever, we do open the NOMP. That's the No Music Podcast, boys and girls. The NOMP. We should probably have oh, that. We stand keep... out quite, there were quite a few questions which we we're going to cover anyway yeah. and then there's a stand out correct and then Beck's FSM finalist this year jumped on and asked a very resonant question I think something that a lot of people listening to this will have wondered themselves and the question was basically how to make good visuals on a budget because it's expensive to make content it's expensive to make visuals good visuals meaning design good photos, visuals, every... video I mean the question is visual so I'm interpreting that as Photography, videography, music videos, social media content, design. It could be the whole world. Okay. Um, but just generally, I think there's a few principles it's a phone, in it. isn't it? It is called a phone. Well, this is what I was going to get at is because of the stuff we kind of talked about earlier on in the kind of more TikTok-y vertical video section, you know, we are moving into a world that is less about super gloss and like super slick photos and super slick videos and all that kind of stuff. So whilst there's definitely still a place for it, and one of my favorite parts about this is this is Bex who's asking the question and she smashes TikTok. She knows like how to work the audience with the more authentic kind of relatable side of both her personality You've and music. You've actually said she's one of the most successful Nottingham musicians yeah, I, I think she's one of the best examples of a Nottingham artist who, who knows, well, both... Knows how to use TikTok full stop, like just gets it. She put her thing on the yeah, screen. Yeah, we'll pull her on the screen and go check, check her out. out. That's a relatable, uh, and and that, that's then, a relatable example. Yeah, that's totally. one of our big I, things. I can't remember how many followers she's got. I think she's got 20,000 odd or something. Yeah. So again, but you know, she's she's an artist who's living on TikTok. On TikTok, yeah. Right. Um, but you know, Nottingham artist, proud Nottingham artist, and yeah, some stuff. Right. Definitely worth checking out. But she's asked about really the visuals. talented, which is why she got to yeah, the final. Yeah, man, her song is a banger. Yeah, yeah. Love like, there's 80 artists enter that. Yeah. So to get to the final six. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but specifically to the question, so there's a few thoughts because we get asked this a lot because just more generally how to make, you need content to succeed as a musician, arguably in 2021, 22. I have no money because I'm a musician. How do I fix that gap? So there's a few things. Uh, the classic thing we often say is there's so many students that need to create content for their degree. So whether it's photography mm. students, whether it's videography students. Yeah design students, all those things we talked about, there are people studying, especially in Nottingham, which is such a great student city. Yeah, great. Um, that need that stuff. Now, a lot of the time, I see this a lot in there's some big Nottingham Music Facebook groups. Might feel a little old school Facebook, but they're still used. <laughs> I see it all the time. You know, I'm pretty sure there's one called Nottingham Musicians. We get it in our Facebook group, yeah. uh, the music group quite a lot. It's literally people going, hi, I've got to do some mixing and mastering for my course. Happy to do it for free. And the same happens in the photo and video world. And spread I the love sessions. Our spread workshops. the love. Uh, every all workshop we do, you can come and meet loads of musicians that need content it will happily take yeah. uh, take your photography yeah, yeah. videography offer uh, but jumping off on that so one specific there's a group of photographers and videographers who are kind of early days in Nottingham that go under this uh, group called Nottingham Pixels and Posers that's their group name um, but it's generally photographers and videographers kind of early days starting out they have a Facebook group and a few other social platforms but the Facebook group is the main place and they are always talking about TFP which is basically you kind of work, neither of you get paid, but you kind of work together to get stuff. So they'll give you content that you want and you kind of yeah. might have to try a certain vibe that they want and it's win-win basically. Yeah, yeah. It's um, like when you 
let your hair be cut for free at hairdressers. Yeah, it's, it's literally that entire kind of vibe. Lots of relatability I, there which for you. This actually happened to me when one of those went wrong. Ah, good. So don't trust your uh, beginner hairdressers kids. My head is the result of an industrial accident at mm. an experimental hair salon. Just going to zoom in as that happens. <laughs> um, Still waiting okay. for the compensation. Anyway, Nottingham Pixels and Poses. Sorry, go and, go and check Nottingham Pixels and Poses out. And just drop, a lot of the time I see people go in there and say, yo, I need some photos. And you'll have photographers biting your hand off mm. in there. So that's part one. Part two is the thing, the Bex example we just actually gave is like, Bex is great at creating content out of her her home out of her gigs out of her life she just turns her life into content to promote her music that is what so many people are doing right now the biggest kind of it's already a trend but predicted to be absolutely massive social trend next year is basically the return of vlogging so vlogging was massive kind of 10 years ago zoello and that kind of community were the biggest kind of front runners of those they were arguably the original influencers front runners of that uh, vlogging scene uh, but they, what is vlogging? Vlogging was literally sharing the mundane parts of your life and being related. Video by blogging. Doing literally well, video blogging. That's what it stood for. Um, so TikTok, people on TikTok are now literally doing that as in fi- anywhere from 15 to 60 second videos of I'm walking down the street. I'm walking my dog. I saw Mark for a coffee type thing. And then just documenting even the mundane bits. Why do I care? Why do you care? Because that's content that doesn't cost any money to make and will help push your brand out to loads more people. Will it not just bore the viewers? Well, this is the thing. Again, if we're focusing specifically on TikTok and all the vertical Mm. video platforms, they just want quantity more than quality is is the brutal side of it. Is if you're posting, and this is what, again, I was listening to Colin Samir, worth shouting those guys out because they absolutely smashed the kind of creator economy, like not just musicians, how to be a creator and how to take advantage of social platforms. Um, And, you know, they were saying, you should post five vlogs a day like five 15 second vlogs of like just each part of your day because then that community that comes around it they it's almost like a series that you build up every day very very long concept but the headline there being you can document the boring bits of your life on your phone which is already in your pocket you don't have to pay and that could help promote your brand and your music so it's never too boring when you that self-conscious moment kicks in of this is just dull well this is again this is the thing we've talked about quite a lot is no one gives a shit about your content Full stop. So what they do care about is the good content. So the more you post, the more likely you are to resonate. And especially because we're relying on an algorithm. Why? Game Just a numbers game. You're yeah. more likely to put something up that does resonate. Yeah, correct. Okay. And, and also specifically And for, you won't be damaged by the three or four posts that are boring. No, TikTok, TikTok. I think that's what people fear. TikTok is very different and has started a kind of new world of algorithms in that, yeah, traditionally up until last year, arguably everyone kind of worked on the system which post more than once a day and you'll get penalized for yeah, it but exactly yeah generally which Facebook, is a great excuse if you're looking for exactly. a reason to not do something well so again and, and we, we're not trying to be mean here but like a lot of people do look for those excuses a lot of people are lazy they don't want to put the work in and that's fine because we get you don't become a musician well, to become a content creator or they don't want to put the work in on this area exactly they just want to focus on their yeah, art yeah sorry that's what that's what i mean but Unfortunately, unless you have lots of money or you have lots of people to mm. do this for you, then, I mean, and that is an idea. If you can find a mate who's really interested in this stuff and get yeah. them to do everything for you. We should almost make our next nomp like a New Year's resolution nomp. Yeah, we should like, tell you. Yeah. These are the things to focus three or four on. four strategies we recommend in this order. Yeah. Well, and mm-hmm. the con- content is king. It's a lame ass phrase, but it's true. You can't get your music out there without content right now because ultimately, even if you are dreaming of that once in a lifetime, someone spots you and takes you to superstardom, you still got to be spotted in the first place and then you stop yeah. doing it. But you can't just magically... And then they'll make you make content. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and then you don't even get most of the money for it. Okay, so precise summary. So precise summary, look for students who who get a win-win out of making yeah. content for you for free. For making a little video. teammate, basically. Yeah. Second... Uh, Take advantage of what you might think is kind of boring content, easy content, but just post because it's better to post stuff that you might think might yeah. be boring than no content. Um, with an honorary mention to don't overthink it. No one cares yeah. that much. Um, and then I guess third and finally, the thing I was going to get to is the kind of general premise of everything being content that we just talked about. Whenever you do pay for stuff, because this will happen, you will pay for a photo shoot at some point, you will pay for a music video, you will pay for someone to capture your gig. Just rinse the content, get as much content as you can. That's the classic thing that we see all the time is like people get four photos from one gig, get 100. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's always better to have more than have less. Um, and then I guess one final, final thing I want to say is one of the reasons, shout about TikTok a lot, obviously, but one of the things that's so great about TikTok is it's basically a prompting platform. And what I mean by that is if you don't know what to do, 
you open up the app and you just see what other people are doing yeah. and you just recreate your version of that. Yeah, yeah. No longer are you staring at your Facebook feed like, what do I create today? Yeah. No longer it's like, what song do I make today? It's literally, this person's doing this joke. And you know what, we'll link, again, actionable piece. And, and the other thing is, not only do you get immediate inspiration, yeah. and is it, it's not seen as derivative no, now. that's what you want it to do. It's seen as being on trend. Yeah. And so what we'll do, one, one final actionable thing I'll link is, there's quite a few people I follow on, it, on TikTok that are really useful to follow because they're basically TikTok trend spotters. And what they do is they find trends in the early days, so definition like less than 50,000 versions of that trend. And then they go, this is what it is. This is how you do it. So you say something like this and you relate it to this and you lip sync to this. And right now it's had a 450% increase in videos in the past seven days or whatever it might be. And they literally just tell you to do that. And then you do that and add your own. You've got to be a bit creative, but you kind of have to be creative to be a musician anyway. So hopefully you've got a bit of creative juice left in your Chili's bottle. Creative juice in, in your, your Chili's, Chili's bottle. Bottle. Chili's, Chili's bottle being the most bottle. famous bottle probably in the world. Probably the most famous bottle brand in the world. And Chili's being potentially one of the most famous social tokens. Cool. I am hungry and cold and I want to feel my follicles. Stop waving your tea bag at me, young man. I really want your to floppy tea bag. Floppy Don't flop tea your tea bag at me. Don't flop my own tea bag back, back at me. Back in your face. Stop fondling my floppy tea bag. <laughs> That's a great sentence. Fondling my floppy tea bag. Please make a song out of that. Please, in some way. That's gonna be that's gonna be a gift. In some way, somehow, turn that into like an EDM trap remix or something. Right? Are we done? I think so. I think we're done. Cool. Happy. Everyone, cut.